Another slow start. Another uneven goalie performance. Weird line combinations. Yeah, not great. As the Wild lose to the Ottawa Senators 4-3, we dissect what went wrong and how to fix it today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever. You listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap the 4-3 loss to the Ottawa Senators and some concerning patterns starting to emerge as the Wild's schedule gets to its busiest. We look at the potential that the Wild are overlooking teams on the schedule if it's just a tired factor and uh, some of the other things that led to a lackluster performance against Ottawa and another loss on the schedule. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran captain of the Lockdown Wild podcast. With over 10 years of experience covering your favorite Minnesota teams through their highs and lows, and now covering this Minnesota Wild franchise. Happy to have you along. Not the greatest of games for the Minnesota Wild last night, but we're going to fix it. We're going to figure out what the heck went wrong. And... There are a lot of factors at play here. So I want to I want to throw to start some of the factors that were in play for the Wild against the Senators. Matt Zuccarello did not play. He was scratched before the game, which led to Nico Sturm being put into the lineup on the fourth line, led to Brandon Duhame being elevated to the third line, led to Marcus Felino being elevated to the first line. So a jumbling of lines for the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about that to end the show here today. But that obviously a key factor uh, in why the uh, Wild just looked out of sorts against the Senators. We also have to talk about just what has been going on with this team over the, uh, the last handful of games. Let's just look at the schedule And uh, obviously, the flip to February meant that the Wild were going to be playing games basically every other day. and They're in the midst of that right now. That started with Carolina. They've played on the 12th, the 14th, the 16th, the 18th, the 20th, the 22nd. They'll play the 24th, the 26th. Then the 1st, the 3rd, the 4th, the 6th, the 8th, the 10th, 11th, 13th, 16th, 19th, 19th. 21st, 24th, and so on and so on and so on and so on. Is this team just starting to get tired? Are we starting to see the games catch up with this wild team who had a ton of games throughout November and December postponed and then added to the February schedule to uh, to try to accommodate the full schedule? Is that part of what's going on? Potentially, but at the same time, that's uh, kind of the road that everybody else is uh, is being put in. But I'll do you one better. 
look at it this way. So the Wilds played the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's let's back up. Second half. Wilds started the second half against Winnipeg. Lost 2 nothing. What did we say at that point? We said that the Wilds had not played in six days. Just as they were starting to get momentum, they got stopped, had to fire it up after being cold, and um, just looked off against a Winnipeg team. Who do they play after that? Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And what did the Wild do? Got out to a 3-0 lead, held on for a 3-2 win. Next up, the Wild played the Detroit Red Wings. Ended up falling behind in that game, 2-0 early. That's another pattern that is starting to come out that is concerning. Wild ended up winning that game 7-4. Move ahead to the 16th, they played Winnipeg. The Wilds ended up trailing in that game after uh, the first goal of the game, but uh, ended up losing 6-3 to three in that one. Who do they play after that? The Florida Panthers. Wilds had a lead in that game, ended up losing it. Lost 6-2. to two. Sunday, they played the Edmonton Oilers. Absolutely got out to just a hot start, but the game itself was still weird. Got the win, 7-3. to three. Tonight, uh, Last night, the Wild played Ottawa with Toronto on the schedule on Thursday and uh, ended up losing 4-3. to three. Now, this has been a team that has come back from deficits all season. This has been a team that has found ways to win without their best. This has been a team that has found the right combinations to, uh, to get things done and uh, has done so in a ton of different ways. They've used empty net magic for pretty much the entirety of the season. Over the last couple of games, that well has gone dry. I think we're starting to see some things come back down to earth a little bit in that uh, the Wilder may be going to the cookie jar a little bit too much, one too many times. And some of that stems from goaltending. I think it's a perfect storm mix of each of the factors that were mentioned. Some of that is the schedule starting to become an absolute grind with games every other day, some back-to-backs coming up as well. You're going to get tired after a while. Sometimes, especially on the road, it's hard to get up for those games right off the bat. We're also seeing, I I think, and this has not been an issue up until this point because the games were spread out and we weren't playing every other night. I think we're starting to see the Wild set their sights on some of the top teams in the East and the West and starting to assume that they can just go in on any given night and beat teams based off of talent alone. And that has not been the case because you're giving up a couple of goals. You're spotting a team basically two goals in the first period. And while that was 
a preferred method for this team to pick up wins at the beginning of the season. It just seems like some of that magic has started to wear out. Now, this is not to say that like the sky is falling, everything is everything is coming up bad, that the season's over, any of that stuff that has been thrown out on social media. It's just, it's starting to become a pattern. And if we've seen one thing from this wild team, they are resilient. They bounce back, and when the odds are against them, they find a way to get it done. But some of these discipline-type patterns need to be corrected as we go the rest of the way. And that is about playing a full game. John Merrill keyed in on it in the post-game interview, said that they weren't ready to play. That comes down to being ready to go as soon as the puck drops every night, every opponent, and not letting opportunities like this slip away. Very winnable game for the Wild. Despite a rough go, despite some very uneven goaltending, Still a winnable game. The Wild had chances up until the very end of the game, and that has, I think, been a huge factor for this team so far this year when they have faced adversity. They're in it till the end. They just have to do a little better at starting the game to avoid some of these holes that they've been in. So it's there are a lot of factors at play here. I think there is some fatigue, little bit of schedule peaking, but at the end of the day, Dean Evison, Bill Guerin, Jared Spurgeon, some of those other veteran leaders on the team take this opportunity to say, hey, we got to be pedal to the metal every game from here on out to uh, to try to keep our footing in um, in the Central Division, in the Western Conference, just gotta, just gotta be full speed ahead here uh, the rest of the way because there, there are plenty of of games coming up. The Wild just, they just gotta be ready for all of them. So there were a few other things that uh, that popped off the page to me in uh, regards to the loss last night. We have to talk about the goaltending though because. This is becoming way too frequent for Cam Talbot. And uh, we'll talk about his performance. And just th- there just seems to be a pretty clear difference between Capo Kakinen and Cam Talbot. And so we'll, uh, we'll try to figure out kind of what the deal is with, uh, with Cam as uh, another frustrating loss for the Minnesota Wilds. More of our recap of last night's loss to the Senators coming up after this. It is the month of February, and that means a lot of people's New Year's resolutions have just been thrown out the window. If you are intent on keeping yours going, whether it be to look better or to eat better, Built Bar is here to help, and they've brought in some reinforcements. If you have not heard, they've got Built Bar Puffs. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, such as yummy cinnamony churro, 
coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, chef's kiss, delicious. They're going to become your new favorites before you know it. And you can get your hands on them if you go to built.com. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. For your next listen, make sure to check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every game in the NHL with experts such as myself. Locked On Now is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Cam Talbot gave up a couple of early goals to the Senators once again in uh, last night's game. The Wild were not able to... uh, complete the comeback as they tried to uh, erase the deficit and um, it just it was too big of a hole for them to dig out of I present to you a tweet from uh, Sound the Foghorn host Brett Marshall who uh, noted that it has been basically Jekyll or Hyde for Cam Talbot when he suits up for the Minnesota Wild. Like there is there is no in between. In his last nine starts, he's four and five. In the four wins, he has given up a combined five goals against with a 952 save percentage, one shutout, 1.89 goals saved above expected, and in those four wins has never allowed more than two goals. In the five losses, he's allowed 25 goals, has an 834 save percentage, zero shutouts. This is the big one. He is minus 11.84 in goals saved above expected and has allowed four plus in all five starts, including allowing six goals in two of them. Brett goes on to say, Capo Kakinen, for what it's worth, has allowed just, has three games all year in 19 starts where he's allowed four or more goals. He's allowed four twice and five once. Two of them were in his first four starts of the season, just once in the last 15 games, and that was four against Detroit, a game in which the Minnesota Wild won. And that was a game in which the Minnesota Wilds fell behind early 2-0, which is going to completely uh, counteract the point that I am trying to make here. But the point being, in you've got your two goalies, Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen, there is a noticeable difference between the two of them because with Talbot, you get either the high, high end, the highest end of starts. Those four wins that we talked about with the five goals allowed, you either get that or you get the absolute bottom of the barrel. There is no in-between. Capo Kakinen has been kind of that middle area to up. And so his, his starts have been far more even and consistent to where you're maybe not getting the two goals allowed or the one goal allowed every night. But he's not giving up six or five goals. He is giving the team an opportunity to win when he is out there and just keying in on again 
some of uh, Capo's most recent starts. Um, Brett mentioned that start against the Detroit Red Wings where he gave up four goals. I mean, just look at the uh, look at the most recent games for uh, for Capo. He started the f- first game of the second half, in which the Wild lost two nothing. Gave up one goal, and then the Wild gave up an empty netter. After that, so Capo kept the team in it. Just for whatever reason, they could not solve Connor Hellebuck that night. Uh, his most recent start after that included a. Um, Included the game against the Detroit Red Wings that we referenced where he gave up uh, four goals. But again, that was a game in which the Wild fell behind 2-0 early and uh, they just hit the afterburners and uh, scored a ton of goals. And so Kakinen got the win there. And then against Edmonton, the Wild score early, end up getting the win uh, 7-3 in that one and Kakinen gives up three goals. But like look at look at what Kakinen did in January. He went 6-0-1, had a 2.33 goals allowed average and a 9.34 save percentage. He played the New York Islanders who were playing better at the time. He played the Montreal Canadiens who were not great and uh, actually came in in relief in that game. Uh, he played the Blackhawks twice and won. He helped the Wilds get it to overtime against the Avalanche. He beat the Ducks. He beat the Capitals in a shootout. And he beat the Boston Bruins on the road. Capo has been a much more even, consistent performer in net than Cam Talbot has been this year. And it's starting to get to the point where unless the Wilds get upper level, and I'm, I'm not advocating for a benching of, of Talbot or a, a full, like, he can't get any of the starts. I think he needs a break at least. I think he needs a couple of days just to clear, clear his head out and uh, just try to get back on track. Maybe you give Capo the other two starts um, in Canada. And I know the Wild play the Flames back-to-back. Give Capo the two starts on the road. Give Talbot the other Flames game at home. And at that point, then you make a, you make a, a call after that because um, the upcoming games for the Wild after that second Flames game, they'll be at Philly, at Buffalo, then home against the Stars and the Rangers, and at Detroit, and at Columbus before coming home for that nine-game homestand against Philly, Pittsburgh, Carolina, or I was a little too far down, I beg your pardon, Nashville, Boston, Chicago, Vegas, Vancouver, Columbus, Colorado, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Give Talbot a little time to just get his head right. Lean on Capo can afford to do it because he has shown that he can handle it. Let him do his thing. Let Talbot get himself right mentally. Get him back on track because if tonight or last night was supposed to be a get-right game for Talbot, didn't work. So a little time off, a little more for Capo, 
I think will help the goaltending situation stabilize for the Wild. And with this stretch of games coming up, you can't afford to get down 2 nothing every night. You just can't. So, give it to Capo. Let things, let things get figured out from there. We do still have one other thing to talk about from last night's game, and so we will talk about the line combinations that Dean Evison used against the Senators and why that might not be a route to go going forward. More to come in recapping the Wilds' 4-3 loss to the Ottawa Senators after this here on Locked on Wild. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, and when they start, Major League Baseball too. So head to their website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of it at BetOnline, where the game starts. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. We got to talk about those line combos. I know the team was behind the eight ball with no Matt Zuccarello, but we basically Kevin Fiala'd Kirill Kaprizov. By putting Marcus Foligno, um, no disrespect to Alexis Pearson, friend of the show, Bardown Beauties podcast host, Marcus Foligno fan club president. Marcus Foligno is not a puck driver. He is on the line with Jewel Erickson Eck and Jordan Greenway to be an enforcer line and to uh, be the defensive line that can help take the other team out of whack. Um and so you had Krill Kaprizov with Ryan Hartman and Marcus Foligno uh, to start the game, at least. It was a little hard to tell if Dean Evason shifted things as the game wore on. But so you, you, lose, you lose the continuity on that line. And you then, in turn, lose the continuity on the Erickson-Eck-Greenway-Foligno line. 
you lose the continuity on the fourth line by pulling Brandon Duhame up to the third line and by putting Nico Sturm and Nick Bugstead on the fourth line. So you are pulling continuity off of all four lines with one guy out. I don't know if it would have worked. I would have been intrigued enough to try it at least for one night because it it can't be any worse than pulling people off of every single line. And the only line that you didn't touch was Boldy Fiala Goudreau. Bear with me for a second because let's say you wanted to continue down the Nick Bugstead, Brandon Duhame, Connor Dewar pairing. Leave that intact. Leave Greenway, Eriksonek, and Felino intact. Why not try? And I know he just got healthy scratched, but message probably sent. Why not try Kaprizov, Sturm, and Hartman? You could have Sturm be the center. You could have Hartman be the center and Sturm be a wing. That is probably not a it's probably not a great combo, but what I'm saying, that presents the least amount of disruption to the line combos that have worked so well to this point in the season. Or since Nick Bugstead played so great um, in his first game back, throw him up there. Throw him up there with Hartman. My point being is that there was nobody else that really pushes the action to match Kaprizov, and so then the Senators just disregarded the other two guys and put all of their attention on Kaprizov. And I I don't know when the announcement came down, when the decision came down that, uh, that Zuccarello was not going to play, and by all accounts um, from Michael Russo, it doesn't sound like anything that will keep him out of the lineup on Thursday. I think just for a one game, like need a quick fill-in guy, I would much rather go that route and just tweak one line as opposed to tweaking all of them. I would much rather go that route than pulling somebody from the fourth to the third, the third to the first, and you've got you know three new line combinations for one game. Just disrupt one line. And if that doesn't work, maybe you mix and match it after that. But I don't know. I was, uh, I was a little confused as to that uh, decision. And yes, I'm not the coach. But at the same time, keep an eye on the team every day. So I like to think that, you know, I like to think that it's not like a crazy um, hypothetical that I'm throwing out. It's got to be a little something to it. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is just one game. Matt Zuccarello didn't play, and uh, that's a huge loss for this Minnesota Wild team. You know, you want to talk about unsung players, which we did with Alexis Pearson a couple of weeks ago. Unsung heroes of this team, Matt Zuccarello is squarely in that conversation. So it, it's all going to depend on how this team looks against Toronto and if they can get back up off the map give it a good effort against a Toronto team that is 
struggling right now. Get a win against Toronto, and that will at least kind of quiet some of these things for for a little bit. But then after that, you got Calgary for two straight. And this becomes a pattern again if the Wild look at the Toronto game as a team that's down, as a team that they can maybe just skate into the arena and beat because they got to save some ammo, some ammo for those Calgary games. Then the same thing's going to happen again. So, a frustrating night, but I think we have a few things that can fix what's going on. Um, special teams wise, you know, I, I can't really, I can't really tell if that um, power play goal that the Wild gave up was on Talbot being out of position. I think that was a little bit of the problem was that he had gone out to uh, fully extend to try to make a save, rebound kicked out, and uh, the Senators were able to capitalize on it. Wild power play, I thought looked, I thought looked fine. Um, they had plenty of opportunities. Just it, it again, full full circle here. The Wilds, despite not really playing well for large stretches of the game, were still in it right up until the end, and they're just going to continue to do that for uh, for the rest of the season. So hopefully, we get a better full effort against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday, but. Um, that's, uh, that's up to them to, uh, to decide when they drop the puck on Thursday. That will wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure your second listen is Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. Locked on Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Lockdown Wild, we are available anywhere you listen to your podcast. So make sure to give us a follow, hit subscribe, and uh, follow along with us on this journey through the Minnesota Wilds season. Also, make sure to check out our social media channels. We've got something very big and very fun coming in the month of March. So stay tuned as we unveil that here uh, sometime next week. Well, it'll have to be sometime next week because uh, the month ends on Monday. So uh, keep it tuned. We've got uh, something big coming up in less than a week. We will uh, continue to keep you updated throughout uh, the uh, rest of the season with uh, brand new episodes. So make sure you keep it tuned right here to Lockdown Wild because if a big news story drops or if a puck drops anywhere in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.